and break it down. It's a bigger impact in the community when you help a business owner get funding for their business because nine times out of 10, it, it allows us the opportunity to hire people that look like us, right? Practice nepotism like you know other uh, cultures do, right? So now you can impact multiple families. If I get you $150,000, now you can grow and scale your business. You gotta hire somebody to do other, other work. Right. You can't do it all on your own. Now you feed in another family. Zero has separate banks that only pull that specific bureau. Gotcha. Right, so, you know, all banks don't pull all three. Right, so for example, a one bank that pulls all three bureaus at the same time is Capital One. But I like different credit unions. I like small banks, you know, outside of Capital One and different things like that. Because they may only pull one bureau and they may give you multiple products, multiple approvals, multiple credit cards, multiple auto loans, multiple, you know, a good mix, right, from that particular credit union, but that only costs you one increment. I'm about over $120,000 um, invested of my own money into actually learning like the credit, you know, space in general, right? I paid so many mentors, so many people, thousands of dollars, and I'm, I'm happy to do it because I know the ROI. Right, I know that you know the S&P 500 ain't the best investment for me. It's the SME 500. SME 500. Right. You know, this is the first time I ever dressed in a jersey on a, on set before. <laughs> I was just like, I want to do something different. For sure. I want to do something different, you know. But um, welcome to another episode of the Hour of Change podcast. And today is no different. You know that. Um, with every episode, you will never think the same, you never move the same, you never work the same, because in every episode, we provide you with valuable information that's gonna transform your life. And today is no different. We have a very special guest that knows the ins and outs of business funding, business credit, and all that good stuff. So we're gonna get right into it. How you doing today, my man? Doing Solomon, phenomenal. how you doing? Doing phenomenal. Doing phenomenal. That's Thank good. You for I love me. that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, one of the first things I want to ask you today is, let's say you get invited to a networking event, right? Okay. And it's your time to speak. They hand you the microphone and you walking up on stage. Mm -hmm. And it's your time to introduce yourself, tell people what it is that you do and introduce your business. For sure. What do you say to them? So my name is Solomon Woods. Um, I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. I was previously in Chicago, Illinois for the last nine years. And that's where I got the start to my business uh, during the pandemic, right? So what I specialize in is, is business credit and business funding in particular. Um, I've been in the industry for about three years and we've done over $25 million in funding in the black community. Wait, 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 It's been a blessing. Wait, 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 25 what? Million, yeah, no, yeah, over no. 25, yeah. In, in three years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25 million? Yeah, yeah. And funding in the black community, yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's been very impactful. Tell, you gotta elaborate. Tell me more about it. So essentially, what people don't understand is that the banks are our friends, right? You know, so many times in the community, we've been taught to avoid credit. We've been taught to avoid banking. You know, you can't trust right. banks historically based on different uh, times that they stole money from us, right? The Freedmen's Bank back in the 1800s when individuals pooled their money together in a bank and then the government just closed it down, right? So historically, we've been kind of taught and uh, trained to stay away from banking and now particularly credit, 
right? So essentially what I do is I help entrepreneurs in general use collective and, 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 and creative strategies, right? That's the better word, um, to get access to the bank's money, right? So that comes in the form of business credit cards, business lines of credit, business loans, as well as personal products, like personal credit cards, personal lines of credit, and personal loans. And what made you want to get in this industry? So the really, the reason why I got in the industry is I myself in 2020, that was like the lowest point of my entire adult life, right? I was 29 years old then, and you know, the, <laughs> the pandemic punched me in the face. How did it right? punch you in the face? You know, in March of 2020, you know, the pandemic punched me in the face by me not having the proper skills to survive without needing to go outside, right? Everything that I was doing leading up to that point, um, I was doing some wholesaling, real estate. I was doing all these different side hustles, uh, <laughs> medical supply flipping. Uh, I was doing Uber, all type of different things to just survive until I could, you know, really catapult my, my skill set and get me to where I am now, right? So essentially, the pandemic just punched me in the face because I wasn't well equipped to actually be able to make money without going outside. So that was the first time I was on unemployment, like really like down bad as a man. You know, um, we there's so much pressure on us to provide for our family. You know, back then I didn't really technically have a family. I was just dating. Right. But, you know, society puts a lot of pressure on us financially to, you know, achieve uh, you know, financial status and financial freedom to be able to take care of our household. Right. And at that point, like I said, I got punched in the face, punched in the mouth because I thought I had a game plan and I did. Right. But credit in general, you know, I figured out what was wrong with me. Right. You know, a lot of people just kind of go throughout life and, you know, not take no accountability for where they are. It's a quote out there that says, you know, essentially we are all self-made. We're all self-made but only the successful will admit it, right? So I had to look inside of me and see what was wrong with me, right? And one of the issues was that I didn't have access to other people's money. I didn't have access to enough money on my own, and then I didn't have access to other people's money to really grow and scale the things, the skill sets that I had. So um, credit was like a light bulb for me. I'm like, oh, nobody ever told me I could just use other people's money to make money. Right. right. They always tell you you need money to make money, but they never tell you that you can use other people's right. to make money. So it was a light bulb for me. The game plan was always save your money and, and do what you got to do with the money that you save. Right, right, right. So where did the shift in mindset come from? Like where what happened? Because did you know about credit before that? Mm -mm. So well, like what happened? Well, so I would say that. I knew about credit, right? I didn't know like the gravity of credit, like how important it was to business, how important it was to like overall living, right? Credit just really determines like what you do in life, right? Where you live, where you raise your children, right? All your opportunities, unfortunately, are surrounded by this credit system. All? I would say a lot of them. I would say a lot of them. In the financial industry, like, you know, you have to have credit. Right. Whether you buying a house, you getting a car, like anything as an adult, you have to have credit to be able to operate unless you come from, you know, different places like we come from the islands where it's all cash. Right. Right. If you don't got cash, you don't got nothing. Right. But here in America, we have the opportunity to get credit, get other people's money and actually build something from nothing. Got you. And 
the breaking point, well, the turning point for you was during COVID. Right. So walk me through that, walk me through that period. Crazy. It was a crazy period. Obviously, it was one of the toughest times uh, from an economic standpoint for pretty much everybody, people, right. you know, in the country. But me particularly, uh, March of 2020 is when I found out that my baby girl was on the way. Right. So I had got my, you know, uh, girlfriend at the time, now fiance, pregnant. And it was that additional stress <laughs> that really catapulted me to figuring it out. Right. I just made a decision. Right. That I had to. It has to work or it has to work. It has to work or it has to work. No you other know what option. I mean? No other option because I didn't want to be uh, a broke father, a father that, you know, didn't have the means to really take care of um, a children and family. Then it, it really was just crunch time at that point. So I, I would say, like, the mindset switch was just, like, knowing that I had the baby on the way and I had to, like, make a decision and literally, like, figure out internally, all right, what's wrong with you? Why you not successful, right? We take that self-diagnosis, take that self-accountability and figure out what skill set can I add to the toolbox, right, that could get me to where I, I need right. to go. So um, it just was like game time. With that baby on the way, it was game, game time, time for me. <laughs> how, and to put a pin in this conversation real quick, how did she tell you the baby was on the way? Um... Cause, cause now it's bringing back memories of me with my wife. She took me up to, to uh, we went to breakfast, and she pulled out. A, I think she pulled out a, a, a the, I think she showed me the, the test. Right. And I was like, whoa, let's yeah, go! I yeah. was just so excited. Like, so I, if it's personal and you have to share, I was just wondering, like, how did she tell you? I think she just told me, like, you know, she just felt funny. Right. Right. She felt funny. Um, I think she was like not sleeping well, just having some sort of body Practicing change symptoms. that she, yeah, that right. she knew like, oh, something's off. Let me, let me check and see what's going on. Either right. I need to go to the doctor or I'm pregnant. And, you know, she ended up just taking the test at home and, you know, we found out that she was pregnant. So I think it took, <laughs> she really didn't want to let it set in. She took like four or five pregnancy tests. She's like, wait, let me, you know, because some of them were like right. borderline. And then the other was like, oh, no, you're really pregnant. I'm like, wow, this is happening. So it's game time. But, yeah, it was, it, was, it was cool. Game time. And what made you dive into the world of credit? Because there's so many different industries you could have choose from. Oh, for sure. Why credit? Man, I had done, speaking of industries, I've done so many different industries, right? I was selling life insurance. Like I said, I was in real estate. I was flipping medical supplies. I was diving into stock trading, right? I was flipping, pal I tried so many different <laughs> industries to figure out, you know, what was the main thing for me. And um, I think credit just was the missing piece. Like I had always wanted, you know, to really be a real estate investor. Um, you know, dive into real estate, whether it was flipping houses, owning properties and different things like that. But I didn't have the capital then and credit just was like the missing piece for me. But as I kind of got into the business and started understanding like the opportunities that not only fix myself, but actually help the community. That's where it like switched. Right. Where it's like, OK, like it ain't just about you. Like you can now you got the missing piece because I, um, I found a mentor. Right. I found a mentor online. I had spent like almost $4,000 on the credit information, right? I was researching the guy, I jumped on some of his, uh, you know, classes and free classes and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh shoot, this is it. 
right? This is what I need, you know, to, to get me to the next level. This is exactly what I'm missing. And, you know, from there, everything just clicked immediately, you know? And now what? Three years, three years later, three years, $25 million later. in funding. Absolutely. Over 25 million. Over, over $25 million. Yeah. What is that feeling like knowing that you are in a position to help other people grow their businesses through this avenue? For sure. Like, how, what is that feeling like for you? Man, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a, it's a, a beautiful feeling, you know, being able to one, uh, take care of my family, which is super important to me, um, and two, help other people take care of their family. You know what I mean? So it's really like super impactful. You know, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, that I stumbled across the information. Right. Um, I was at the right place, right time with the right mindset to actually take take it on and, and take the information. But I'm, I'm really one, blessed. One, one, one second. You said something so powerful just now. I don't want to miss it. Right place, right time with the right mindset. Yeah. And I'm thinking about it because sometimes you could be in the right place at the right time with the wrong mindset and miss everything. Everything. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. And that's why it's important to have your mindset right. Yeah. Right place, right time, right mindset. For sure. Got you. 100%. 100%. Because, you. you know, it's, a, it's another old saying that says, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right? But you don't get ready until you are in the right mindset or you're on the right frequency, always related to like a radio. You know, you, you scrolling through all the channels to find your favorite radio station in between. It's like static right. and like crazy sounds. Like you just can't find it until you click and oh, that's, that's what it is. That's where it's at. So it was really like a light bulb for me to be on the right frequency, like I said, to even accept the information and accept it as an opportunity. Most people view uh, anything, any opportunity that's attached to like a price tag, if they got to pay for something, it's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Why people is are, that? I think, I think in general that the way the system is set up, that things are that are important specifically with education, we're not really taught to pay for education up front. Everything over here is done on credit, right? So we go to school or the public school system is practically free, right? And then we go to college and we get our education on credit, right? So we never have to really put any sweat equity in other than to show up and learn and, you know, pass tests and different things like that. But from a monetary standpoint, we never have to put in any true sweat equity up front to be able to earn something that costs 50,000, 100,000, right? Everything is just deferred over here. You know what I mean? So um, I would say that's that's really like why I don't think people really uh, value education as much because you don't have to pay for it up front. Got you. That, that, that makes sense. And I never thought about it, uh, college, like you going to, to college on credit. Yeah. I never thought about it like that way. <laughs> but now it makes sense because you're not paying for it up front. Yep. That, that, that make a lot of sense. And, make... and, and also, like, you know, I've came across people where um, they were going to college and for whatever reason, a student aid fell through or, you know, that type of situation where they literally had to go to the workforce and come up with the money to pay for that next semester. And 90 percent of those people drop out because they don't see the vision. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we've all been sold the dream of go to school, get a job. But people feel like if you have to actually 
put up some money for it, like maybe the other end of it, the job part ain't worth it. I can figure it out if I can just get a normal job now, you know? So right. I think a lot of people are just short-sighted in general. Like, you know, for me now, I'm about over $120,000 um, invested of my own money into actually learning like the credit, you know, space in general, right? I pay so many mentors, so many people, thousands of dollars, and I'm, I'm happy to do it because I know the ROI, right? I know that, you know, the S&P 500 ain't the best investment for me. It's the SME 500. SME 500. Right? This right. this space right here in 100%. your brain is the most, you know, uh, effective investment, right? You can get an uh, infinite return off of knowledge and information and execution. Also, can't nobody take it from you. Can't nobody take it from you. You know, God forbid. <laughs> right. Except God, you know, except mm -hmm. get into an accident. But yeah, for sure. Can't 100%. nobody take it from you. 100%. So what, what, so as you're learning this information, right? Mm -hmm. What are like some of the first things you started doing as you start learning this information? So I would say like the first thing I really started uh, back then was fixing my situation. You know, um, working on my credit at the time, working on getting funding at the time. You know, um, that was really where I started. And then also I seen an opportunity to start a business helping other people while I learned the information myself. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, credit in general, you know, through like the credit repair process, and I primarily focus on business funding now, and I'll tell you guys why, but throughout the credit repair process, most people don't expect, you know, a very quick return, you know, people in the right, right mindset don't uh, expect a really quick turnover, like, you know, it takes six months, nine months, 12 months to repair credit. So I had some time to really like learn and sharpen my skills, you know, while <laughs> while testing it, you know, with right. the marketplace. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was kind of like a like a thing where I had the opportunity to fix my own situation while I'd make some money, you know, because I had to survive, you know, make some money um, helping other people. Got you. What uh, you said he's gonna tell us why you choose to do business, business credit funding. over personal so really the reason why I chose uh, business funding over repairing credit um, is because the impact right it's a bigger impact in the community is when you really? help break it down it's a bigger impact in the community when you help a business owner get funding for their business because nine times out of ten it, it allows us the opportunity to hire people that look like us right practice nepotism like you know other uh cultures do right so now you can impact multiple families if i get you hundred fifty thousand dollars now you can grow and scale your business you got to hire somebody to do other other work right. you can't do it all on your own now you feed in another family so you know the impact is like layers deep just by helping one person versus credit repair most people are just trying to get you know a house a car you're just helping yourself you know what I mean? Versus a business owner, you get to impact your customers, your clients, and your employees. So it's just a bigger impact overall. Got you. What, I forgot why I seen this or, or heard of that, but I seen that a lot of people, a lot of people would use their personal credit to fund their business. Mm -hmm. Why would that not be a good idea? Because I've heard it's not a good idea to do that. Would you agree or not? It depends on where you're starting at, right? The reason why I would say that... Well, let's, 
I don't mean to cut you off, but let's let's paint a picture here. Let's say you have a a young man. He is, let's say, thirty years old. Mm -hmm. He has a job. Let's say he's making about fifty thousand dollars a year, and he want to start a apparel brand. Mm -hmm. And um, say he's, I don't know the numbers behind fifty thousand a year by twelve is what. Four thousand a month. Let's say he's making four. I, I I figured it was. Let's say four thousand a month, mm -hmm. and um, he's only able to invest. Let's say three hundred dollars a month from his paycheck towards his apparel brand. Right. And his personal credit is good. Right. And he want to go ahead and get started. Right. Would that be an ideal situation, or would you push him? I, I well, I know you push him more into the business side of. I know you would push him into doing the business credit and business funding. But his mindset right now is doing it on the personal side of it. Why would that not be a good idea? Oh, like, walk me through that. So, it, so like I say, it really depends. I personally believe that capital is capital, right? Other people's money is other people's money, whether it's on the personal side or on the business side, right? So whatever that young man decides to do, if it's the apparel brand, he has to make sure that you know, it's actually a win. It's a viable business for him. So, you know, with the apparel, you have uh, all these different opportunities to do pre-orders where you could just pay somebody to help you with a design and you could do pre-orders where you don't have no money out of pocket up front, right? So you can still, you know, kind of use your personal capital, um, the money that you're saving to launch that business without needing business credit per se or personal credit, other people's money in general. Mm -hmm. But like I said, my opinion is capital is capital. So as long as, you know, you have a viable business that you can put it into and it's going to actually win, then you're good. And the reason why I say that, because, you know, over 50% of businesses fail, you know, the numbers are even higher than that. But we'll just say over 50% of businesses fail within the first five years, right? <laughs> so, you know, if you're taking a, a, taking a risk because you are, as an entrepreneur, you're starting something up, something brand new, it's, it's a bigger risk than, you know, what other people are taking, working right. a nine to five, you know, you have to make sure that the whatever business you're going into is viable. Like I myself, you know, like I said, I, I jumped into the credit game in 2020. Um, in 2021 was the first time I invested money into a business outside of, you know, the education and the services right. that I provide, right? <clears throat> Which is, you know, low, low cost as far as startup fees. So I invested, you know, $100,000 over time into this trucking company in 2021. And we actually ended up pulling out of the trucking company in April of 2022 after only being in the business for eight months, right? So I ended up losing that 100K, right? So the thing is, I would never really advise people to um, start you know, by using somebody else's money, if it's a huge sum, until you really like, no, you got a mentor, you got somebody holding your hand, you got like a proven track record to, to know like, okay, if I put an additional $10,000 in this business, it's gonna kick off, right. you know, 3,000, 4,000, whatever in profit. So I would just caution people to really be strategic when you are using other people's money to start up things. 100%, that make a lot of sense too. That make a lot of sense. What are the criterias needed for business funding? Mm -hmm. So yeah, the criteria for business funding is primarily good personal credit. 
right? And, and it's not just like credit scores. Most people think that personal credit, you just have a 750 credit score and you in the game, that's it, right? But it's more or less your credit profile, right? What have you done? Who you actually paid what, back? What is a credit profile? So a credit profile is just your credit history, right? So if you have a credit cards on your credit profile, um, auto loans, mortgages, student loans would be on their credit profile. It just is their credit history showing that um, they have taken some money from somebody and actually paid them either on time or not on time. Right. Right. Their personal, uh, you know, financial track record, I would say. And so you said the criteria for business funding is good at credit least, score. At least a good credit score. What is a good and credit a good, score? good credit profile. Right. So let's separate the two. A good credit score would be above a 700 credit score, right? Anything over 700 will get you in the game. Really like a 680 is considered like, you know, entry level um, for business funding. But I always push 700 because some people will have a 675 and be like, hey, how much can I get with this? Right. You know what I mean? Not knowing that they starting at the very bottom and they won't get too much. So I always say over a 700 credit score. Right. And then depending on what type of funding the person is interested in, I say like, OK, you need to at least have two five thousand dollar personal credit cards on your profile. Um, you need to have some credit history. What do you mean? What do you mean by depending on the type of funding they're interested in? So it's I thought funding is funding. Right. So it's, it's different buckets. Right. So somebody might be interested in a credit card, a line of credit or a loan. Right, credit card, a line of credit, or a loan. Exactly. So that's three different things. Three different products. Exactly. Three different well, things. Well, I, I understand credit, mm -hmm. like a line of credit. Mm -hmm. Sorry, repeat it one more time. So you got a credit, credit card, card, a line of credit, or a loan. And what's the, what's the difference between the last two, the line of credit and the loan? So a line of credit is actually a hybrid between a credit card and a loan. Right. So essentially how a line of credit works is they still give you a certain amount that you approve for. Let's just say it's fifty thousand dollars. The hybrid pieces of it, like a credit card and a loan, is that with the credit card portion of it, it's revolving. Right. So if you only take ten thousand dollars from that line of credit, that's all you make in monthly payments on, just like a, a credit card. Right. If you only have a ten thousand dollar balance, that's all you make in payments on. Right. The other hybrid portion of it when it comes to it being kind of like a loan is that you get cash. Right. The line of credit you get when you draw that ten thousand dollars, that ten thousand dollars go into your checking account. So that's cash that you can pull versus a credit card. You know, you swipe in. You got to do different strategies to get cash, you know, uh, without crazy fees and different things like makes that. Makes sense. Makes sense. I, I, I got it now. Mm -hmm. I got it. So let's 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 talk about uh, you said that you were offering different services mm -hmm. like when you got started. Mm -hmm. Well, over a period of time, you start offering services. Right. What are some of the services you started offering? So the first service that I started offering um, back then was the credit repair service. That was my primary uh, service. And then I quickly had got into the education space as well, because a lot of people I've noticed like were in my same shoes. Like pre, like six months earlier, I didn't know the power of credit, 
I had no idea until I came across that mentor, he dropped some game on me. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know you could do that. It seemed like everybody right. start with credit. Yeah. You have to. It seemed like everybody start with credit as a business and then they dive into other things. Right. I've been noticing that everybody have a credit a, a credit uh, repair service. <laughs> well, the the thing is, you know, it's millions of people out there that, you know, have bad credit. Right. It's just, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, unfortunately, I would say like over 90% of the people that look like us in the black and brown community have bad credit too, you know, just because we're not taught the, the value of it. So um, credit is just a needs-based business, just like everybody named Mama got a tax company, right? They do a taxes when it come around, right? Because they see that it's a need for it. You know, you can actually help people and you can make money by providing the service and people are happy with you. You know what I mean? So um, it's just it's just a needs-based business that every almost everybody named Mama needs. Need. <laughs> <laughs> so you start helping up with the credit, then you went into the education, mm -hmm. and the education Porsche, Porsche part of it was you teaching people how to repair their own credit. So what I what I was doing was I was teaching people how to start credit repair businesses back then. Right, because I knew it was a needs-based service that everybody in the, mostly everybody in the community needed, right? Um, so essentially I was teaching people how to start it, their own credit repair companies, um, how to start a trade line business, and how to get themselves funded, right? So that's what I was teaching, like those three buckets, and it's a lot of streams of income in the middle of that. Um, like I said, the trade lines where people need to boost their credit for a short term, short amount of time. To, what are trade lines? So uh, a trade line is an authorized user trade line, right? What's an authorized actually, user? Actually, it's so trade lines, you got two buckets. You got a primary trade line and you got an authorized user trade line. So a primary trade line is a trade line that's in your name that you're responsible for. This can be a credit card. This can be um, a student loan. This can be a mortgage. This A trade line is just something that reports on your credit. Got you. Right? So the authorized user portion of it is essentially you getting a credit card. Um, you getting a credit card that's in somebody else's name. Right? So it's just like. It's not illegal? No. No, no, no. Why so, would I get a credit card in somebody else's name? So essentially how it works is with an authorized user trade line, it's you becoming an authorized user on somebody else's credit card. That's gotcha. a better way to put it, right? So essentially, let's say your mom or your dad or your cousin, your aunt, you know, put you on as an authorized user on their credit card and you could swipe it, you could use it and you got your own name on it, right? But as far as like the business portion of it, if you get added as an authorized user to somebody else's credit, it can boost your credit score based off of that person's history. Gotcha. As long as they've been paying on time, they keep the balances low, you know, on their credit card, um, they had history on their credit card, you know, that can boost a person's credit by adding that positive history. So if you have a business credit card and you add me as an authorized user, whatever's important on yours is going to report to mine. Yes and no, because on the business side, authorized users don't work like that, mm. right? It only affects your credit on the personal side. Got you. Right? Now, a business is just you being an employee, right? You wouldn't be able to, you know, really benefit from that because you, you know, being an employee, basically I'm giving you an employee card versus, you know, on a personal side, you get in a true access where, you know, um, 
it's really like reporting where you know that person is responsible for it the whoever owns the card is responsible for it and you're just piggybacking off of that person's credit got you this this is reminding me of a conversation i heard uh i think him 500 said you know him 500 mm -hmm. i think he said one time uh, uh i think he was saying that trade lines can go for like six fifty seven hundred dollars a trade line and he was like, imagine if you get your credit right, mm -hmm. and I think he said you can add up to like 10 people as an authorized user. Yep. He said, if the market is charging $700, and you charge people half of that, and you mm -hmm. add them, that's a, that's a stream of income right there. Exactly. And that's exactly how the trade line business works, right? Either you have your own good credit, and you add people on, or you partner with other people that you know and say, you know, introduce them to that other stream of income. They did all the hard work as far as getting their credit together. Now they can benefit by helping other people boost their credit temporarily. And it's like a 60 to 90 day type of thing. It allows people to get, you know, cars, allows people to get apartments, right? right. Houses, you know, just to boost their credit temporarily. One thing he did say is he said, don't give them a card though. Just, <laughs> right. he said, just add them on there, help, let them boost it up. You good to go? Oh, for sure. You're good to 100%, 100%. go. That's what's up, man. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was uh, what what what's one of the I guess myths about business credit and business funding that right. that people don't really understand. Most people think that you know have been sold online. I'll say that they've been sold to believe that you can get business credit and business funding without having good personal credit. And that's not true, right? You need your good personal credit unless you make $3 million or more in your business, right? That's the separation that we see. When you start making $3 million annually or more, the business has enough cash flow to take care of itself and pay back whatever debts it has, right. right? So banks wouldn't look at you on the hook no more because your business is strong enough. We got to think that if we loan the money, right, from a personal side or like the banks loaning money, you going to want some sort of skin in the game. You want to make sure that you get your money back, right? So even if your cousin <laughs> hit you up and say, hey, you know, um, I want to borrow $100 from you or I'm behind on my rent. Right, man, cuz I'm behind on my rent this month. It's 1500 man. What you, you know, can you help me out? You know, you might be like, mm, I got 250 for you. I could get you started, but I don't trust you with the 1500 because you haven't built up the track record to show me that you could pay that back. Right? So we, from a personal perspective, if you just start thinking like a bank, the bank is going to want some sort of collateral, some sort of history you know, to show that you can pay them back their money too, right? So three things that they would be looking for is cash flow in your business. Like I said, you know, once you hit that $3 million a year standpoint, the business is strong enough to take care of the money on their own that you, that you take from it, right? That you get a loan for, different things like that. Any debts, a business can take care of that on its own. Number two would be collateral, any assets that you have. Is it stocks that you got? Is it 401ks that you got? Is it uh, real estate that you got? Some sort of assets that the bank can use as collateral. All right, I'm gonna give you this loan, 
but you know the loan is tied to this real estate if you don't pay me back i get to take this real estate right right and the third thing is going to be credit right if you don't have those things if you don't have collateral you don't have strong cash flow the third thing is just going to be your personal credit and that's you where personally they... guaranteeing well, okay i was just about to on say that on behalf of the business showing that you can actually pay the funds back if the business fails got you. to pay it back got you that makes sense i think i heard someone say one time um correct me if i'm wrong or, or or help me say it a little better if i don't say it the right the right way but he said that um the banks t it, it typically is like this if i'm starting a business right and i walk into the bank basically i'm walking in as a representative of the business exactly so when I walk in there, I'll be like, hey, I want to get, let's say, $20,000. And they'd be like, well, huh, DK Enterprises, you just starting your business. But uh, I don't really know you like that. But hey, Mr. DK, I know you. Right. You've been doing good with this business. Well, you know, this this your homie? You want to start a business? This this, this your business? Okay, bad. We, we, we can get it done. Mm -hmm. Is that how the personal guarantee thing work? Yeah, no, that's a great example. It's a great example. You know, you just the representative for your business and they'll go off of your personal relationships. The people that you dealt with, that you take took care of and paid on time, they'll vouch for you, right? Nice. That's your credit history, that's your credit profile. Them banks basically vouching to say, okay, this guy DK is paying me on time, mm -hmm. he took out $10,000, paying me on time, he's paid me off, you know, and still got an account with me, he's in good standing. You know, so just like, like I say, you know, if you, uh, if I'm coming to you, DK, and I'm looking for a $10,000 loan, you know, for my business, you're going to be like, man, let me check into this guy Solo. Let me check right. his credit. <laughs> let me check his credit and start asking around. You, you familiar with Solo? Right. You know, has he done anything dirty to you? Is he, right. is he good people? Can I trust him with my money? So you, you do your research just like, you know, anybody would. So banks think the same way. I was just about to say that that's how we turn our mindset into thinking like the banks. Exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. That make a lot of sense. And, you know, as far as, because I didn't really clarify this, so as far as, like, your business, your profile, right? So, specifically, you know, you got your credit score, right? So you want to be in the 700s. 700s. But you want that, that history basically showing that you've paid back and that you can be, you can use yourself as a personal guarantor or personal representative on behalf of your business, showing that if the business fails to, you know, pay back whatever loan, whatever business credit you get under the business, that you yourself can pay it back by having other relationships. That why that's why you need to have, you know, credit cards on your profile, right? Have a good credit mix. Auto loans, mortgages, student loans, lines of credit. You need credit history so you can vouch for your business. If you don't got no credit history, what can they go off of, right? <laughs> you don't got no credit history. You don't got no assets. You don't got no cash flow, right? So what you got? You don't got nothing, right? So that's where people be, be tripping, man. They think that, you know, they can get something for nothing. And the world just don't work it like don't work that. It don't work that way. It don't work that way, you know, so... So for the person, so for the person that's wanting to start a business, but they don't have none of that you just said, mm -hmm. what's the first step? They know they want to start this business, great idea, mm -hmm. but they don't have none of that stuff you just talked about. They got two directions they can go. They either start that LLC, get the LLC set up, you know, structure properly, start the business, 
start making money. What is a properly structured LLC? So a couple of things that you want on your LLC is a good business name, right? First, right? You want to choose a name that's more like inconspicuous where, you know, a person uh, doesn't necessarily know what you're doing, right? You can say DK Enterprises, LLC. Why would I not want him to know what I'm doing? Because oftentimes a lot of people uh, put what they're doing in their business name, not knowing that the business industry is a high risk, right? High risk industries are anything that you can get sued over, that you see a lot of people get sued over, right? Daycares, attorneys, trucking companies. But any business could get real sued, estate, But a high probability to get sued, a high track record, a high uh, statistically like, you know, this, this type of company gets sued way more than Got these you. other companies. It's all about like risk management Got with you. banking. So you really want to, if you're going into a high risk industry, which a lot of people are, um, service-based businesses, uh, real estate businesses, trucking businesses are super popular. Um, like I said, daycares, personal services, like, you know, attorneys, personal training, you know, these are just a uh, high probability bu businesses that somebody can get sued for some sort of industry. So you wouldn't necessarily want to put that in your business name. You want to try to code the business as something safe, like, uh, like a computer training, just for example, right? right. If you're doing online classes, you're doing computer training. Right. If you're doing online classes, you're doing some sort of consulting. Right. You're teaching people something. Right. So those type of businesses are coded less riskier than others. Then. So you got the business name handled. Now you want to have a strong business address. You want to basically set up your business like a person because it is a person. Right. If you look up the definition of what a person means, it says a business, a trust, an organization. Right. So it's a it's a legal entity and law. That's what person means. We think that it's just, uh, right. you know, human flesh and blood. But in the legal entity, when you start looking at legalese, the language that they speak. Right. It's a different word. It don't mean what you think it means. I never knew that. You know what I mean? So it's important to basically set up your business like a person because it is a person. Right. That's why we have Social Security numbers, because we're operating under uh, the corporation of the United States. The United States is a business. It's a business. That's why we got presidents. That's why we got secretaries and all these people um, ranked because it's a business. Only businesses have presidents and secretaries and treasurers and all these that different things. That makes a lot of sense. So we have to treat, you know, everything like a business because that's how, um, you know, the world is set up. It's commerce. We're, we're operating in commerce. We're doing business every day. You know what I mean? So you have to treat and set your business up properly like it would a person. So what do a person need? Person need a good name, good, strong name, right? A person need a good address. Person need a telephone number. Person needs, uh, you know, uh, a website, right? Some sort of, you know, resume, you know, something that um, can represent them. I don't mean to cut you off, but you said a website, mm -hmm. right? But you also said that, you also said that, if I'm doing trucking and I have a trucking website and my LLC or business name don't have trucking in it, mm -hmm. when the bank look at that, wouldn't that like raise some red flags? Make two websites. Have the <laughs> website set up for the consultant in the safe industry 
and then have the website set up for your clients, your customers. You go to DKTrucking.com, y'all go to DKEnterprises.com. That's what I'm putting on the application. DK Enterprises with that 800 number that answers and rings over there versus the trucking one that, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, is, is DK Trucking. You got know what you, I mean? Got so you, got you, you just, you know, you got to play the game. And unfortunately, you know, we have to play the game, um, but it just is what it is, right? We want the best results, right? So it's, I'm not necessarily saying that you can't get funded with a high-risk businesses, the daycares, trucking companies, real estate, and different things like that. It's lenders out there that specifically lend for those type of industries, those type of businesses. But the difference would be like getting a $10,000 credit card, $15,000 credit card in your high-risk business versus 25 or 30, right? Right, Not being high-risk, right? Because it's all about risk management. Got Banks want to make sure that they're going to get their bread back. So if your, your business looks like, you know, you can get sued more often than this uh, consultant business, I'm going to trust the consultant business more with my money than your business. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I heard you said uh, 800 number. I couldn't just put my cell phone number? Yeah, you can't, you can't. I don't necessarily wanna say that you can't set your business up that way because that's not true, right? Um, you know, I've seen so many uh, situations where people tell you that you need a 411, you need a, a, a proper business website, you need a proper business address, you can't have a home-based business, you gotta get a virtual address, even though you got a home-based business, right? So it's a lot of, things that I'll tell you to do in good practice, but that doesn't mean that you have to do it to get funded. We funded home-based businesses using home addresses. We funded folks putting a normal telephone number on the application before. You know, it's you don't have to do these things. It's just best practice to represent yourself the nicest on your resume right. when you're turning it, it in your application. You turn it into the bank to say, hey, give me some money. And that is the difference between getting $20,000 and getting $10,000. Industry is the difference. Industry. Risk but, is, the, is the difference. But yeah. all that extra stuff don't really don't determ help determine that? They're not determining factors? Not all the time. It just depends on the lenders. Every lender asks for different things. DK, you might, you know, if you uh, ask somebody, if somebody asks you to, you know, borrow money, DK, you might take the word of, the person's closest friend. I might say, let me see your bank statements. I know, I see your paycheck stubs, that's cool. Let me see your bank statements. Let me see how much you got in your account right. to make sure that right, you will right, pay right. me back. But you might just take the word of, you know, that friend or family member. So all lenders ask for different things. Got you, got you. Makes sense. It's so much to unpack, so much to unpack. My mind is going crazy, so much to unpack. Uh, I want to understand because this whole 25 million thing is still on my mind. And I know, I, I, I guess, not I guess, but it is different people coming into your community and um, different industries and they get in different amounts. Mm -hmm. I guess cumulatively, did I say that right? Mm -hmm. uh, is it cumulatively or accumulatively? Which word is it? It depends, I guess. I think in a yeah. However you use it, I get all together right. Twenty five, over twenty five million dollars. Exactly. Um, 
and I'm trying to find the right way to structure this question. And it doesn't really matter what which industry you're going into to get the maximum well I guess I guess you just broke it down you said it depends on no sorry risk management so never mind I'm, I'm in my own head at this point mm-hmm. I'm in my own head I got it uh, I guess we can progress in this conversation now what what else what else criteria criterias would lenders need for business funding is there anything else that we left out with the whole stru- having everything structured right to get funding, is there anything we left out? Uh, just the three. And, and the reason I'm asking is because I want to give the audience uh, actionable steps that they could take right. to get everything structured properly to be in the best position possible to get business funding. For sure, we can we can be a little bit more detailed. So as far as the credit profile, this is what you want to have. You want to at least have five primary accounts. That's accounts that's in your name that you're responsible for. It's your credit cards, it's your student loans, it's your auto loans, it's your mortgages. At least five. And but you, everybody don't have a student loan. Everybody don't have a mortgage. That's why you got to have a good mix, right? You can do either credit cards, you can do a combination of credit cards or personal loans. You can do a combination of uh, credit cards, personal loans, auto loans, right? You just want to try to mix it up and have a good credit mix to show that you can handle different types of products. Got you. You know what I mean? So that's one thing, at least five accounts. You want to keep your inquiries low, right? Before you apply for funding, you want to keep your inquiries real low because the more inquiries that you have on your profile, the more desperate you look, right? It looked like you're looking for money. You know what I mean, DK, if you know uh, you hear your family member coming, Man, uh, Rob just asked me for money last week. You know, uh, Rob just asked Auntie for some money. Right. Now Rob call you. You like, man, Rob, you know, didn't Auntie just give you some money right. the other day? Like, slow down. Can you handle this money? I don't right. know. I don't know about this. That makes sense. You know what I mean? So you want to keep your inquiries low so banks don't look like, you know, uh, so you don't look thirsty to banks. You don't look desperate to banks, right? Another thing, you want to have a clean profile in regards to credit. You don't want a bunch of uh, delinquencies. You don't want a l- bunch of bankruptcies, uh, charge-offs, right? All these negative things, late payments on your credit because banks are lending money. So they want to make sure that you're going to pay them back on time. If Rob come to borrow money from you, he say, DK, I'm going to pay you back, you know, um, next Friday. Next Friday, roll around. You calling Rob to see what's good with, his mo- with the money, you know, and he ain't answering the phone. Now he got a late payment. Right now, you go call the next closest cousin, friend, say, man, Rob ain't pay me back, right? Rob try to ask them for money. He already has a delinquency on his profile from you, right. so it's going to be a less chance that that other person going to give him some money. I like the way you're breaking this down with this terminology because it makes it more relatable for people that's listening. Like, for okay, sure. I see what, it makes sense now mm-hmm. in, in this terminology you're using. Absolutely. I, I like that. I like Absolutely. that. I appreciate what, it. What, um, so another thing, right? Um, so I talked about, you know, having a clean profile, having low inquiries, having credit what, history, credit a good credit mix. What's, what's, what's a, if you could attach a number to it, 
to low inquiries, what would that be? Like three or less three or on less. each bureau, right? Because every bureau has separate banks that only pull that specific bureau, gotcha. right? So, you know, all banks don't pull all three, right? So for example, uh, one bank that pulls all three bureaus at the same time is Capital One. But I like different credit unions. I like small banks, you know, outside of Capital One and different things like that because they may only pull one bureau and they may give you multiple products, multiple approvals, multiple credit cards, multiple auto loans, multiple, you know, a good mix, right, from that particular credit union, but that only costs you one inquiry versus a place like Capital One, they're gonna pull, <laughs> give you one item, one, one credit card, right. but they don't pull all three of them. Now you got three inquiries across all three bureaus. Now, now let me ask you this, because you said you shouldn't have a lot of inquiries. Once you get an inquiry, does that stay on your profile, Bevel? Because I mean, you did ask for it. So essentially all inquiries fall off in two years, period. If you, don't, if you apply for something today, and you wait two years, two years from now, it'll be gone, right? Inquiries matter based on how recent they were, right? So if you apply for a lot of stuff in the last six months, that's gonna be a red flag, right? But once it starts getting closer to the 12-month mark, over the 12-month mark, a year and a half, two years, it falls off, right? Any, anywhere from that 12-month mark to that two-year mark, inquiries matter a whole lot less. Got you. Right, it's not a huge red flag. So I always teach people to kind of apply um, all at the same time, in the same time period. That way, you know, you wait a couple of months uh, and then you can run it back and, and go get more money if you need, need it. But uh, it's ways that you can definitely remove your inquiries. Like people will send in disputes, you can call in and say, you didn't do it. <laughs> this ain't me, I ain't, I ain't apply for these inquiries. I didn't do it. Right, somebody hacked my credit or whatever you want to say, but um, inquiries can be removed over the phone that or they can sound, be disputed. That don't sound ethical. I ain't saying it is. I'm just telling y'all the methods that people use if you pay somebody, you know, in, uh, for inquiry removal. But yeah, that's the way to get it off early, you know. But ethics is super important in this business. It's some people that, you know, would talk about CPNs, you know. Um, uh, credit privacy numbers they call them and you know those are just risky things to play with it ain't I, your social security and number and I used to play with them and you can get in to. trouble you can get in trouble for it I used to I, um, and just just to be transparent in this moment I was uh, I'm in the process of getting my residency mm -hmm. right with my wife you know getting all that stuff done and they just recently sent me my uh, they just recently sent me my Social Security number and my employment authorization. Okay. They just sent me all that stuff in the mail. So now I'm just now building. I don't even have a credit score yet. Right. I'm just right, now right. working through all of that. So before sure. then, I was trying to find ways to get stuff done. Yeah. You know, being in the streets and stuff, people saying, hey, I can help you get in the house. I can give you CPN. <laughs> this. Okay, let's do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> but now, man, you know, going through the personal development process, you just learn that, hey, it's better to just lose up the right way. Exactly. And I, I'm just happy that I'm so removed from that world. And I'm just, it's taken me longer now, but I appreciate the lessons and the journey I'm learning along the way. 
For sure. It, it, it just makes me feel better as a man as well. You know what I'm saying? And 100%. I actually, sorry, not actually, and I also have a family that's watching me. Mm-hmm. My kids watching me. Yeah. My wife watching me. Yeah. She see what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's way more important to me than 100%. all that extra stuff. 100%. So I was that guy one time messing with the CPS and stuff, trying to get stuff done. I get it, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, especially in a situation, like, you you a special situation, right? Right. Many people, you know, Americans, they wake up, they got a Social Security number already. Right. Right. So they can choose to either mess up their credit or pay people on time for whatever they take out. You know, so you a special case where you came over here, you, you know what I mean, you coming over here not having a Social Security number already, so I see why you, you got to take care of your family. So I don't blame you, right. right? It's certain things that people have to do based on desperation, right? And we all been in tight situations. 100%. Shoot, if I had a family and I had bad credit, you know what I mean? I would be looking for shortcuts to try to get my family in a nice neighborhood and not the freaking hood. Right. You know what I mean? So it's all like... You can't really judge a person until like you actually understand a story because you never know what a person would do in desperation. Like, you know, if I couldn't feed my family, you know, I don't know what I would do. Right. I don't know if I would be out here robbing people trying to go get it. I don't know if I would be digging in the trash trying to, you know, not rob people, but take food that's left over or begging on like you really you really don't know. You know what you'll do until you're in a desperate situation and you know um i haven't told nobody this right but in march of 2020 when i was at my lowest i was um <laughs> i was i was one of the people that was doing um what they call it um you know when the toilet paper had blew up and everybody was paying more for the toilet paper than they than they used to the toilet paper had blew up i'm saying like when toilet paper prices had rose and toilet paper was sold out everywhere and people right. couldn't get um, toilet paper, I was doing uh, some, I forgot what they call it, price gouging, right? Where you essentially online, I would go find toilet paper locally, right? I was broke. Find toilet paper locally and I would put it on eBay for $30 for a $5, you know, thing of toilet paper. So I was price gouging. I was one of the people, you know, that you, was price you gouging. what you have to do, man. I don't and I blame was, you. And I was in a desperate situation. I didn't have no money. So, you know, I had to find a way to make money, you know, so I was taking advantage of people, unfortunately, right? right. So, like I say, you know, real, real talk. You know, you don't know what you would do until you're in a desperate situation. <laughs> I wouldn't want to, today, I wouldn't need to, you know, price gouge nobody and sell them, you know, $30 tissue when I only bought it for five dollars but right. that's really the nature of business too it really is you know it, what I mean the really clothes is. that you bought you know um the clothes that it I really bought is. you know it's a markup on this it right really is. Louis that's, how you make profit. that's how you make profit they sending it over to China getting it done for thirty dollars and selling it to us for three thousand it's just a game right so it's also depending on how you view it you know maybe people <laughs> people you know if you were a victim of the price gouging <laughs> you know, paying these high tissue prices, be like, be like, oh man, this solo a criminal, man, he a bad person. But on the other end, if you just a smart business person, you like, man, solo just seen the opportunity to make money when he didn't have none. You know what I mean? He turned water into wine. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it really is. Life is all about perception, your point of view, your mindset, how you looking at things. Some people, um, you know, might have 
passed up on that toilet paper, you know, situation. Like I was putting in the group chat, like, yo, <laughs> these people is paying, you know, $30 for these $5 tissue. Y'all better go buy y'all some tissue and sell it on right. eBay. And people were sleeping. You find a market and you capitalize on it. Man. I don't blame you, bro. I had made, bro, I made like 3000 in one weekend fulfilling Sheesh. toilet paper oh, online. You said I'm on like, the weekend. Not, that's the not even weekend. a full week. So I'm like, wait. This internet money is crazy. That was the first thing that like made me open up my mind to like, okay, you can make money. You don't have to trade time for money. You can make money by providing the service, something that people need, and you don't necessarily have to be, you know, uh, working. You know, it would have took me a long time to make three thousand dollars at that point based on my skill set. You know, but I had found another, you know, medium selling the service. Right. Most of us are taught to. If you want to make $1,000 a week, you know, and you get paid $20 an hour, you got to work a certain amount of hours, 40 hours, 80 hours, whatever mm -hmm. that is to make that $1,000 in a week instead of creating a product that you could sell 40 times for $20. And it's the same effort, the same effort, same effort, but just a different level of leverage, right? That's all business is. It's freaking leverage, right? They are paying you for your time, they're paying you your, your $20 an hour to get X amount of 5X, 10X right. of work, right, that they can sell to the client. You know what I mean? So right. it's all business, it's all about leverage. All about leverage, I love that. Um, let's talk to someone that's like me right now, right? Like I said, I don't have a, I, right, I'm, I'm in the process, of, I don't even have a score yet. I, right. Every day I'm checking my credit card, am I gonna get a score yet? Am right. I gonna get a score, I'm checking it. I'm just so excited to like, I'm just so excited. Like I'm actually able to do this. Like, yeah. so I want to be able to get to the position where I can get my own studio. Mm -hmm. I could have cameras and have a fully pro production studio where I can do my podcast at. And I know there's other people there that's like me. Walk me through that process of like the quickest way from where I'm at now to get into, okay, business funding, to get your cameras, to get your lighting, to get whatever you need for your studio. Like, mm -hmm. what, what would that process look like? So the fastest way would be building up your personal credit, right? So you wanna add things like uh, rent reporters, rental karma, right? Cause you can report your rent. I just, I, I just did that. I just did rent reporters. Perfect. So that's gonna report on your credit. And the cool thing about rent reporters is you can actually backdate it. Right, so I've if you've that. been living at the Up crib 24 for 40, months, 24 yeah, months, that. you can backdate it. But the cool thing is it allows you to backdate even further than 24 months. So let's say, for instance, you've been living at that place, you know, since 2018. You put the date that you moved in. So it goes off of your move-in date. Right. Right? That's how rent reporters work. You go off of your move-in date. date. So they'll, they'll only show up to 24 months of good payments, but it will show like the account was open on your start date, on your move-in date. You, okay. Exactly. Okay, so you'll get you. that history. You'll get the full history reporting, but only two years of positive payments. Gotcha. That's how it works, right? So you got the rent reporters, you got the rental karma, you can do what's, things. What, what's rental karma? What's the difference between the two? It's, it's the, the same, same thing? It's the same thing. Same thing. But you get to report it twice. Got you. You get double the benefit just by going through another company. Got you. Right? So you can hit up places like Credit Strong. Right? Credit Strong is 
are starting to help you get a credit mix by putting a loan on your credit, right? Putting an installment loan on your credit. It's basically like having an auto loan, essentially. Um, you know, on your credit, you can pay $49 a month all the way up to like $500 a month, depending on how big of a loan you want on your credit, right? Person's budget. I would add that. I would check out places like Tomo Card, T-O-M-O. Tomo. Tomo, what it does is it goes off of your personal bank account, your personal revenue, your personal income to determine how high of a limit they'll give you, up to $10,000, right? Right. So three years ago, they gave me like five grand or whatever when I was first, you know, new Building. to this information. Right. So, um, so you got Tomo. So those are four accounts right there. You got a place called Cred, A-I-C-R-E-D.ai. It works similarly to Tomo, where you can basically, it's a FinTech, it goes off of like your bank activity. You Cred? C-R-E-D, Cred. C-R-E-D dot A-I. Dot A-I, yep. So you got five accounts then, and then what I would want you to do is start going to actual banking institutions, right? So go get in with your local credit union, whoever's closer to you. Go get, like maybe open up accounts with the three closest credit unions to you and get a secured personal card. Anytime you hear secured, that means that you got to put up some money, up some money to get whatever the product is. Right. So I just did that with Discovered. Okay. Discover, Discover It, I think it's called. Discover It. Yeah. Great starting place. You can also do um, Capital One with that too. But the reason why I specifically like credit unions is because they have these internal scoring systems, right? Meaning that DK, if you don't have good credit um, or you know, you starting off new, you building a relationship directly with that credit union that's gonna show that you can actually be trusted internally. So they know you directly. Oh, right. DK putting this money in the account, DK uh, paying down this credit or he got this uh, secure credit card, he's paying it on time. Right, so you, DK is about to get an auto loan through us. You building that direct relationship with the plug that eventually can get you ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar credit card limits, personal loans, whatever. You know what I mean? So I, I personally like building relationships with the credit unions. Credit unions. But yeah, I would say you get those five accounts. You start building some relationships with the credit unions, Capital One, Discover, things like that let those age for a couple of months, four months, five months, then that's when you throw in your trade line, right? That's when you hit up accounts like uh, TradeLineGenie.com, TradeLineSupply.com, and you throw on a trade line. Or you just call Solo AI, I'm his authorized user. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, no, for sure. So, you know, you add the trade line on top of that, now you ready to go apply for some unsecured credit cards gotcha. and start going to get some money. So I should wait about four or five months and then, then put the trade lines, lines and, and then, then how start long applying. should I allow the trade lines to sit before I start applying? As soon as they hit, you good. When you say hit, as soon as they report to the credit one time, exactly. to the bureaus. Exactly. So if I add if I add a trade line today, 30 days after that, after it reports, then I can start going applying for business funding. You would start on the personal side first. On the personal side. I would, Got you. Okay. I okay. would apply for, you know, those, um, if you built the relationships with the credit unions, I would start with those three credit unions. Get yourself three personal credit cards. Then you let those age for a couple of months. Then A couple start, of months is that four, five mark again. So let's say you eight months into your credit journey, right? You're about eight months in. 
you started your LLC the same time you started building your credit. So now your LLC is eight months old and you eight months into your personal credit journey with, with those trade lines being LLC added. eight months old, so I could just open up my LLC and just let it sit mm -hmm. and not do nothing with it? Exactly. What difference does I make if it's just sitting and I, just, and I open it up when I'm ready to start the business? Well, the difference is it's age. But it's not doing nothing though. Banks rank businesses based on their age. So the longer you look like you're open and in good standing, the more money you can get. That makes sense. But what I'm saying is, is an LLC with no, nothing is happening in it. So like. Exactly. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. It don't make sense to me. So have you heard of the term uh, age corporations or shelf corps? I've heard of it, but I don't understand it. So all it is is, DK, you go open up an LLC today, right? You don't do nothing with that LLC uh, for two years, three years. Now you got a shelf corporation. It's been sitting on the shelf, right? But that shelf corporation now has three years of being incorporated, three years of quote unquote being in business. You could take that and banks will take that as face value and say, yeah. okay, DK been in business for three years, plus DK been building up his credit for three years. Let's throw DK a, a $15,000 credit Even card. Even though I did nothing with that at all. Yep, because wow. what we're doing is we're going to banks that allow what's called stated income or no doc income, right? The proper term for it is stated income, but people call it no doc, right? Where you don't have to provide any financials, no bank statements, no taxes, no uh, P&L statements, right? You can just go to the bank and say, hey, I got my good personal credit, right? They still using some sort of collateral. Right. I got my good personal credit and I got this business without no statements. Let me get a credit card. And what kind of banks do that? Do you know any off top? A bunch of them. All, all banks do it. All banks. So all your national banks going to do it. Your Chase's, Wells Fargo, City. All those banks are gonna allow you to get a business credit card without showing financials. And they are national because they are statewide. Exactly. Okay, so this is making sense. National banks are statewide, then you have... National banks are nationwide. Nationwide, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, yes, not statewide. I'm glad you correct me. Mm -hmm. And then you have your state banks. Yep. That's you got how your, it works. Your regional banks. Regional. So how it works is it's tiers. So tier one would be considered your national banks everywhere. Chase, Wells Fargo City, Bank Tier of 2. America. Bank of America. Right. Tier 2 would be your regional banks. It might be Amex. It might be Capital One. It might be um, PNC. It might be Truist. It might be U.S. Bank, right? Those banks have a footprint, and they only serve, right, specific areas, right, excluding, you know, Amex and Capital One, for example, because they're just primarily credit card companies, so they right. take care of everybody. But your national banks would be, or your, your tier two would be your statewide regional banks where they only work with people in Georgia, people in Florida, Got people you. in Ohio, right? They regional and they only accept those businesses. Then tier three would be your credit unions, right? It's your Navy Federals, this your U, UCS, USCAs, your uh, Penn Feds, you know, your... Uh, what else? DCUs, right? Like all these credit unions that you can hit up. Those would be considered uh, tier three. And then tier four would be like your subprime, like Elon Financial, um, all those store cards and stuff. 
That's why right. I don't teach people to build credit with store cards because they really don't hold that much weight uh, on a credit that much profile. Value. Got you. Mm-hmm. And man, this, we went in so many different directions. I know, but it's just lot. that I, as you speak, the more layers I gotta unpack because I really want to give the people value. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, I want to digress a little bit. And we're going to wrap it up here in a second, but this this is getting good. I know, this I know. It's good. a lot of game, for yes. sure. Uh, you said, let the trade line, sorry. You said to, after I get my, uh, you said, add my trade lines after like six to eight, like five, five months. Four to six months. Four to six months. Of you building your building. primaries After up. I add those five accounts. Mm-hmm. Add the trade line, mm-hmm. right? Then after I add the trade line, after it reports, then I could start applying for unsecured credit cards. Unsecured credit cards, auto loans, apartments, right? This where you got an opportunity to get access to stuff that you can't really get access to right. without not having credit. Got you. And then as I'm building, sorry, once I get unsecured credit cards, and I'm doing what I have to do, like paying it on time, doing all that oh, stuff. Yeah, of course. It's going to increase. Exactly. Absolutely. And after that, then I can go apply for some business stuff. Yep. So you want to get your personal credit limits to be 10000 15000 right? Once you start getting in that range, then it's safe to go on the business side, right? So primarily you want at least about $40,000 in personal limits. The shortcut is by adding those trade lines on there, and I would maybe add two two max. I wouldn't go three, four, five. Like some people just get carried away with the authorized user trade lines. You don't need them, right? You need a trade line that got old age, right? What is old age? Fifteen years, twenty years, twenty-five years, right? That would be considered old age. And I think you did say a trade line company to go to. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you go get those, the old ones. And then you also want a high limit one, right? Something that got $20,000 on, $25,000, $30,000, right? You want at least one high limit and one old age. Sometimes you can just buy one trade line that comes with both and that'll you know make it up. Right. So you add that on your profile, then you apply for credit cards, you get your fives, you get your tens, you get your 15s, let those season and sit, you pay them on time for about four months, five months, six months, right? Then you go run on the business side and start applying for business credit cards, business lines of credit, and so on. Right? You'll have much more success working your way up to about $40,000 in personal limits and then going on the business side, then jumping ahead because you're only going to get approved for like $5,000 or $10,000. Right. You know what I mean? On the business side, instead of being able to get $25,000, $40,000, $50,000. You know what I mean? Really Makes hit sense. them good. Makes sense. So you got to. Everything, like, people want to skip the line so quickly, but everything worth having takes time to build. So sometimes you just got to be patient. You got to stick to the script and, you know, keep your head down. I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to see if you know what you're talking about. People, people pay me for this advice. So, so, so remember that. Y'all getting some <laughs> free game today, but people pay me thousands of dollars for this advice. Like, a, I'm giving you a consultation. A consultation. You don't got nothing on your profile telling you exactly where to go, exactly what to do. How much would the consultation be? So um, I charge $250 for 30 minutes. 
I appreciate you, my man. No, for real, for real. Hey, from one man to the next, brother, I appreciate you. Love. For real, for real. For sure, for sure. You, you didn't have to do that. For sure. But it was just all genuine, and I appreciate that. For sure. So much. Got to help more people, man. That's what it's about. Got to help people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, well, I feel like it was a pretty well-rounded conversation. For sure. Pretty well-rounded conversation. Um, and I am looking forward to... Uh, taking the advice you gave and running with it and I am also wanting to just send more love your way man I want to send sure. more wins your way I want you I want to send more prosperity your way and everything that you're doing I want to see you grow leaps and bounds and all your business and I always get this word it's like a tongue twister tongue twister for me endeavors Endeavors. Endeavors. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to see all of that stuff grow, man. For sure. I um, I love what you're doing. Um, I see you get on Instagram and I see you give game and I see you just show your receipts and I'm like, man, this guy really doing it. For sure. He's really doing it. Credible. And um, you came here today, sat down with me, gave me your, your energy, gave me your time, and I couldn't be more appreciative of it, man. For sure. Um. Other than that, man, I just want to say thank you for your time today. For sure. And um, one more thing before we go. Uh, I was in a, I went to Atlanta uh, to a a podcast. Uh, what is it called? I went to a podcast, I guess like a class mm -hmm. um, with David Shans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I stayed at an Airbnb. And I had the pleasure of meeting the owner of the Airbnb. And we had a chance to sit down and talk. One of the most brilliant minds I've ever spoke to, bro. I'm telling you, like, he, he's just on another level. Mm -hmm. And um, I told him about my podcast and what I got going on. And the following morning, he brought me a sheet of paper with different ideas I could add to my podcast. And the one thing that stuck out, stu stuck out to me was it said, the world is listening. If it's one piece of advice you can give to humanity, what would it be? And I want to pose that question to you. Do good. Just do good by people. You know, there's so many people on the internet in particular, so many of my peers that are um, selling information that's regurgitated, right? You know, selling things that people can truly get for free off of YouTube instead of providing real value to people and making a true impact. Right. So, you know, my my advice for humanity is, like I say, just do good. Right. Um, you know, the reason why I got out of credit repair was because I wasn't getting results for people fast enough. And I felt guilty. Right. Many people don't have a conscience anymore. Right. Where they just do anything for money. Right. But, you know, we have to have, a, you know, good morals and values to where we just actually do good and, and treat people right. Like that just pay it pays like 10x, 100x to just treat people right. Like what's I don't know what's up with the world. You know why the world is so bad right now? Where people just mistreating people, whether it's on the internet, whether it's in person. Right. You know you out and people just rude to you or whatever. But I just say um, just do good, man. Just do good. Do the best you can um, because you know it, it starts with one individual, right? If I can impact, you know I don't know who's gonna hear this. You know, but um, if I could just impact anybody, uh, any audience, you know, that gets, gets this game and, 
and takes this information and blows their business up and wins, you know, I just would say, do the same thing I'm doing. Do good, get back, get a game, you know, pass down some gems to somebody else to give them a helping hand, so. 100%. Let people know how they can find you. So um, you guys can find me on Instagram at Solo the Funder. Um, my website is www.gotbizfunding.com. G-O-T-B-I-Z funding.com. Um, Instagram is my biggest platform. I'm starting to build up my YouTube channel a little bit at Solo the Funder. I'm on TikTok at Got Biz Funding. Um, but yeah, you know, you guys can hit me up. This my, my office number is 773-900-8513. If you, if you need funding and have a 700 or above credit score, just text us. Text funding to 773-900-8513 and we got you. Got you. Um, one last thing before we get up out of here. Are you, do you have any mentorship courses or classes or anything like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, Let, um, let's talk about that. If you DM me the word, uh, or not the word, the number seven, right? I have a, a special promotion going on to where you can get access to one of my classes and my, um, and my credit union book, right? I got a credit union ebook basically listing about 50 credit unions that I use in my business specifically, where they pull from, if you can get in uh, with, you know, having your uh, check systems messed up, like some people be dealing with like banking issues and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, what credit scores you need, what limits you can get from. And then I have like a class where I broke down, you know, some of the things that I talked about that they can get access to. So what I do is in that class for that $7, I teach credit card stacking. For $7? For $7. Not, no way you're giving away all that game for $7. I'm giving away a lot of game for $7 because I want people to actually win with it, right? You know, my main program, that I teach people how to start funding companies and how to get up to a million dollars, that program starts at 5,000, right? I'm aware that not everybody got the type of money to pay $5,000 for high-level education, but for the people that do, hit me up. But other individuals, you know, who um, need to get some information, get going, get some funding, I got the $7 program, right? So you get like an hour and some and a half a change of information. I talk about credit profile structuring, credit card stacking, how to get multiple products from multiple banks, um, some no-doc business lines of credit, where you can get lines of credit without bank statements, taxes, right? Uh, and just All of that is in the $7 package? All of it is in the no $7 way. package, absolutely. So I got that, and then I also have uh, free classes every Sunday, uh, free live funding classes every Sunday. So, you know, whatever Sunday, you know, is coming up, I'm probably going to be doing it. Um, you can DM me the word bag or comment the word bag under one of my posts and get access to that free live training as well. So got the $7 program or I got the live live fund. And the $5,000, um, what is it? Is the course? So it's, it's a live mentorship. mentorship. It's right, a live okay. mentorship. So basically you get a one-on-one -on -one coaching with me uh, for a year and I help you lay out a specific game plan on getting up to you know, a million dollars in funding, right? No matter where you at. So we sit down, we look at your profile, see what things you need to do, whether you need to clean it up, whether you need to build it. I put you um, in touch with my bankers that I actually use in my business to help you get funding. Um, 
you know, it's so much. It's so much. I, I teach age corporations, the shelf corps I was talking about, teach you how to get those for pennies on the dollars um, from owners that, that have been sitting on them from, for years and how to use those for funding. So you, you can get, buy those? You can buy them. You can buy them. See, yeah. now, now we're getting back in the conversation. I know, I'm I trying know, to get them out of here. I know. It's so, it's so much. It's so right. much that I teach, um, you know, so many strategies to get the bag from banks. You know, this is all creative stuff that we didn't know. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I try to teach everything super strategically so you can be the most effective and efficient. Of course, it takes time. Some people may ha have already got their credit built up and they got the ten to $20,000 limits and they saying solo, man, I need two fifty, right? They could just jump in to the higher, you know, 5,000 program, go grab that money and be done with it, right? right? Um, and learn how to help other people do the same thing, right? By um, starting their own lending company, their funding company. So um, it's just, it's levels to everything, right? Like $7, the free class you get in, you get some gain, you get some value, but you know, to get the highest stuff, you know, obviously you don't have to invest, which $5,000 is, is a light investment for a lot right. of people, so. Right, right, right. You know. do, do you have an affiliate link for that? Um, can we set something up? Let's set something up. We'll set we can something set up. Something up? Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna talk about it. Um, can we talk about it right now? For sure. What uh, what are you open to? Give the viewers, people that's watching, you give them like a discount. Or anything yeah, on yeah, it? yeah. Um, what we can do is for the people that subscribe to your um, your podcast, subscribe to the podcast. Got to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to to your to, to your Instagram. To my Instagram, and you got to DM DK the word the bag. The bag. The sentence, the bag. The Actually, statement, the bag. Um, uh, can we also do this as well? Can we, uh, I guess wherever they check out that to pay for it, can can we apply like a code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can okay. work on that. Okay, we can work on that. Work on so that. Um, let's do this. So for the discount, we'll give them, you know, it's a $5,000 program. How much you think we should give them off? And I'm going to limit it. Depending on what you say, <laughs> I'm going to limit it to a certain amount of people. Cause it's a live class, right? I do, it ain't no recorded stuff where I can just send it out. Right. I gotta spend time doing it, right? We do a, a two day uh, intensive, teaching them all the funding game, how to uh, get 37 credit cards with 11 inquiries. No, 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 you talking right. too good now. You talking right. too good now. We talk about, um, I give you all my personal banking relationships, right? Where you can go to my Chase plug. You can go to, you know, my Bank of America plug, my US bank. And, and go put in your application directly with them and have a higher probability and a higher amount of approval, right? Um, along with, like I said, I teach you how to start your own funding company. In the funding company, we pretty much charge people 10% commission, right, on the back end. So if we get somebody approved for 50000 it's a $5,000 $5, commission. Right. And whatever, you know, I've had commissions all the way up to 30000 Right, help a person get 300, they pay me 10%, that was $30,000 commission. Right. So it's definitely a high leverage opportunity in this funding um, game, along with a whole bunch of stuff. Like I said, the age corporations, you get access to my Facebook group, you get access to one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, you get access to all my Zoom calls, pre-recorded, not pre-recorded, um, you get the previous recordings and the live calls that we do um, bi-weekly. You get my live events, I have four live events um, every year, right? So I ain't just some person on the internet talking to you. Right. You come pull up on me and we do mastermind events, you know, for people in my community. Um, as a bonus, I teach you how to start a credit repair company because that's my previous experience. 
how to start a trade line company, and so on. I got a whole bunch of different income streams. This is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. That should be like $10,000, $15,000 offer. Yeah. You got to go up on your prices. Oh, I got I got higher packages. <laughs> I got higher packages, right? Got you. But um, for your viewers, man, what we'll do is if in the checkout, we'll, we'll give them a link that they can go specifically yeah. for you. Um, we'll and, put and it in the description. Out. We'll put it in the description. And uh, probably the discount code is going to be BAG, B-A-G. And we'll give them $500 off Let's to the first that. five people. Let's do that. Right? Five action takers. $500 off, you get on a live call with me. I give you all the funding game. It's the only funding class that you will ever need. You don't got to pay nobody else for funding. You don't got to listen to another person on the internet, you know, because I'm going to give you everything, show you all the resources to show you where I'm getting my information from, you know, to stay up to date on things that's changing because banks are always, banks right. are getting shut down, bought out, all type of different things. Combined, they stopping products, all type of different things. So where I use my credible information to stay up to date, you know, as a professional and so on, I'll give you all the resources, plus you get one year coaching with me. But yeah, bag is gonna be the discount code. My man. $500 off only for DK's followers. And um, you lock in with me, let's get it. My man, appreciate you for your time today. Love bro, yes, appreciate sir. you. We up out of here, peace.